25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Take a look and you'll see a world so full of confusion. You know, Hashem did to guide you when you smile. We hope for that day. Our belief in our survival. Look around 
To Israel we go alone. To Israel, the go alone. Israel, Oh, 
Some say turn around, turn around and fight them. Some say close your eyes and pray. Some wave a big white flag, screaming with surrender. Some quit, calling it a day. Just keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving, waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Just nothing about survival. Some say doesn't really pay. Some hold on tight, screaming can't change my nature. Some say we just can't find our way. Just keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Stop, stop, stop. Keep on moving, the waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Trust in him, waves are crashing, but we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down this path till he opens my eyes. Clouds are dark, I can't see a thing, but I wait to see the light that my faith will bring. One thing I need to remember 
Hashem b'simcha, ba yulifana b'nana. If do as Hashem b'simcha, ba yulifana b'nana.
There's no level you can reach When you serve a shed with joy in your heart There's no way you can go When you serve a shed with happiness There's no level you can reach When you serve a shed with Yeshua, who vow, who vow, 
J.M. in the A.M. Oh, I've got that December sound, don't I? <laughs> a little bit of a scratchy voice. Someone said to me yesterday, you know, you know, you get this every November, December. Yeah, I do remember that. Although because of my regiment of uh, of herbs and um, and different things I've been taking over the last few years, I generally don't get it as bad as I used to in the old days. There used to be concerts I would MC in November. It was like impossible for me to talk. But uh, uh, anyway, it's early morning. What do you expect? You're going to have early morning voice. It is a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go for those who have school and work today. And I think most do. I don't know if everybody's going into the office. I know that uh, in New York City, the corona case numbers are keeping a lot of people away from their usual place of business. Their usual place of education as well. But we uh, we are here, and um, if you saw the number, those of you, well, I, I guess it's like this around the world because people are, tra- I guess, trying to travel around holiday time. Uh, but the lines that there are at uh, the different testing sites in this city right now are, are just insane. Anyway, um, that is... Uh, one of my first impressions of this brand new week here at JM and the AM. Eitan Freilich with Eretz Yisrael. I want to thank Eitan and his wife. They contributed to our fundraiser, and I appreciate that very much. Yoni Jakubovic with Vaharenu. Ivdu from Zevi Kaufman. Ari Goldwagzi Skaber. Roland, that was eighth day. Yaakov Shweki's Misinai. Tilali Shlom Hamdina. We're dedicating that to the Hanhala. We're dedicating that to the Memshala. We're dedicating that to the leaders of Israel who are keeping diaspora Jews out of Israel. Uh, I know that there are other concerns, especially for those who are living in Israel. I've been criticized enough, rightfully so, for making too big of a deal about not being able to travel to Israel. Well, rightfully so may be the wrong way of putting it, but I think you know what I mean. There's some legitimacy to it. Uh, but um, but this new situation now where the USA is a red country, where the— uh, Oh, and I think Dove Lippmann's going to join us about 20 minutes from now to discuss all of this. Um, right, so the U.S. is under a travel ban now. Um, I don't know what the story is going to be with the tourism industry. I don't know how many waves Israel will react to with this type of, uh, with these types of guidelines. I just don't know. I don't know. But, but there's a terrible disconnect between the, um, between Israel and and diaspora jury, a terrible disconnect that uh, is now approaching two years. And I just don't know what to say. If it's necessary, then okay. It's necessary. But I don't think it's clear to anybody whether it's necessary or not. Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this December 20th, day 16 in the month of Teves, the year 5782. Tufshin Pei Bays, 26 degrees, sunshine, 26, wow, no wonder I've got some sniffles. 26 degrees, sunshine, and a high of 39, partly cloudy tonight, low 31, and partly cloudy for tomorrow with a high of 45 degrees. 47 right now in Yerushalayim, 26 in New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. I was about to say, I'm not kidding around, I was about to say that we will not continue the show until we get to uh, $8,000, because we were just under $8,000 at the start of today's show for the Giving Tuesday campaign tomorrow. And I didn't have to say it. 
I want to thank uh, Pesach Friedman, who has just donated in honor of uh, the wonderful Rabbi Yigal Siegel. And now we have exceeded $8,000, hopefully on our way to 100000 But frankly, we're just trying to get as close as possible to that 100 Maybe we'll even exceed it tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, all I know is that Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. Officially, the campaign begins tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We are asking everybody listening right now who has not yet contributed to our campaign. We are asking everybody right now who has not yet contributed to the campaign to please give today and get us off to a roaring start before we hit the airwaves tomorrow. We have a lot of special guests tomorrow who are going to help us pitch, who are going to help us uh, get the word out about Giving Tuesday. We'll be broadca- we're scheduled to broadcast from Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. I'm saying it like that because <laughs> I'm saying it like that because these days you can't schedule anything without without adding a caveat that, you know, everything should be fine. There should be no positive tests anywhere. Um but hopefully we will be out in Woodmere tomorrow morning between six and ten AM doing a live radio show on a giving Tuesday and encouraging everybody to go to NahumSiegel.com and click on the banner at the top of the page and get us closer and closer to our goal. I know, Devorah, she says we can come to Israel with pleasure if we make Aliyah. Trust me, I know you're 100% right. <laughs> but, but people have to hear me out on these issues of this disconnect and why it's so vital. Um, anyway, so if you go to the... Let's see what happens now if you go to this page. It's not there yet. There's about to, There's a video that's about to be posted to our Cause Match campaign page, which I think is a great video. It shows you a, uh, a wonderful variety of how exciting this network is and how great JM and the AM is. And it also gives you a uh, perspective from the view of listeners and supporters of why it's important to support us going forward. So Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. We're asking everybody to give now. Right, That's how these things work. Get us off to a great start. Click on the banner at the top of NahumSiegel.com. And be as generous as you can. And today you'll see uh, we have guests scheduled and programming scheduled that, again, will um, prove to everybody why it's worthwhile to keep us going for yet another year. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, Later tonight, we're doing the Unite to Heal um, uh, Amudim event. We're going to be doing that uh, tonight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time to wrap up their event. They're close to the $3 million mark already. It's pretty amazing. They do incredible work and deserve all the support. So that's happening at the Unite to Heal event. We'll be there tonight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And tomorrow we do our own Giving Tuesday. That'll go until Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And um, and then One Israel Fund is our focus on Thursday night. They have their great the virtual event coming up. So a lot happening this week. A lot happening. And... Uh, I'm glad that uh, everyone out there is supporting us and supporting causes that we feel are important. Very much appreciate that. Uh, again, you can go to the banner at the top of com and give generously and uh, support our campaign. Um, just taking a look to see if that video has been posted yet, but I don't think it has, so we will let you know as soon as it is. And we're 8% to our goal. And we're still 24 hours away from actually starting the campaign. How do you like that? So if you haven't given yet, give now. And uh, you can do so by going to the very top of NahumSiegel.com and clicking on the banner. 
Uh, hope your Shabbos was wonderful. Hope your weekend was wonderful. Uh, my thanks to Matis for a great JM Sunday yesterday. My thanks to Avrami. My thanks to Mark. I heard the uh, Erev Shabbos show and the interview Mark conducted with Yaichi Herzog from Kedem Royal Wine. They have been stalwart supporters of our work for many, many decades and for years, the Erev Shabbos show. Thursday and Friday here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. So a big thank you to our friends at Kedem and a big thank you to Yaichi Herzog for joining Mark on the air uh, last week. Rabbi Dove Lippman's going to join us from Israel about 15 minutes from now. We'll try to do that right after our news. Uh, he is scheduled, and uh, hopefully he'll join us. And uh, we have... Um, whole bunch of stuff going on between now and 9 a.m. Mayor Milim with Rabbi Benji Kramer coming up, a segment dedicated to the memory of Mayor Weingarten about the Hebrew language, a segment about the Hebrew language, Rabbi Benji Kramer coming up at 9 a.m. with that, and plenty more all day long if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
my lips to sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight. Let me fall in love in Israel. Wherever you go, I will go. Having to follow my heart, riding the wings that will carry me home. Wherever you live, I will live. If just to breathe in the air, you'll find me in Israel. My eyes to see the day of plowshares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the streets. The prayers of our children, so they need not fear in Israel. Wherever you go, I will go. Having to follow my heart, riding the wings that will.
J.M. in the A.M. Yes, in Israel. In Israel is right. Sam Glazer, the Chevra with Kim Alachav. You heard Osha Shalom done by Revel Sheva. Monday morning, 20th of December to 16th of Teves. We're a day ahead of uh, our day of giving. Giving Tuesday tomorrow right here at J.M. in the A.M. Please support J.M. in the A.M. and the Nachum Siegel Network through the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Give what you can. You can go right now to NachumSiegel.com. Click on the banner at the top of the page. Go to NachumSiegel.com. Click on the banner at the top of the page and support us in advance of tomorrow's Giving Tuesday. We greatly appreciate it. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Sunshine today with a high temperature of 39. Clouds tonight, low 31. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high 45 degrees. 47 right now in Yushalayim. We're at 26 in New York City. So we say good morning at JM in the AM. Galit's on the background. Our news from Israel coming up. I want to thank everybody who's already donated to our campaign. If you haven't yet done so, NahumSiegel.com. You'll see the banner at the top of the page. If you're on your app, you'll see the banner at the top of the app. Please give and please give generously. Want to enter tomorrow morning's Giving Tuesday as way ahead of schedule as possible. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam the גליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים. צהריים טובים באולפן שני חיימוביץ עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ילד בן חמש נמצא מסתובב בשכונת בית ישראל בירושלים כשהוא ערום ועל גופו סימני אלימות. אביב נעצר, מדווחת כתבתנו יערה אברהם. המשטרה איתרה את הילד כשהוא ערום ועל גופו סימני אלימות. עובדת סוציאלית בליווי שוטרים הגיעו למקום על מנת לאסוף את הקטין, וקבוצת חרדים קיצוניים התאספו סביבם, החלו לתקוף את השוטרים באזור ולנסות למנוע את לקיחת הילד. אביו של בן החמש ואדם נוסף נעצרו. מספר אנשים נפגעו מדלפת חומרים מסוכנים בגן החיות התנ"כי בירושלים. צוותי כבאות והצלה שהגיעו למקום זיהו חשד לדלפת חומרים מסוכנים באקווריום של הגן ופועלים כעת לטיפול במפגע. כוחות צה"ל תפסו הלילה שני חשודים שניסו לחצות את הגבול מרצועת עזה לשטח ישראל. בבדיקה שנערכה בבגדיהם של החשודים נתפסו רימון רסס, שני רימונים מאולתרים ושני סכינים. החשודים הועברו להמשך חקירה בשב"כ. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. אלמנתו של יהודה דימנטמן, זיכרונו לברכה, שנרצח בסוף השבוע סמוך לחומש, שיגרה הבוקר מכתב לראש הממשלה בנט וביקשה לעצור את פינוי המאחז בצפון השומרון. סגן השרה יאיר גולן ממרץ אומר אצל נורית קנטי בגלי צה"ל, אני מצר על כך שמערכת הביטחון בכלל אפשרה את פתיחת הישיבה שם. זו תקלה חמורה שיושבים בחומש, ואני מצר על כך שמערכת הביטחון נכנעה על ציר הזמן, קרעה תחת לחצים פוליטיים, ולמעשה אפשרה שם את פתיחת הישיבה. זה לא הייתה הכוונה, כולנו יודעים איך זה מסתיים. אתה פותח ישיבה, ואחרי זה זה מסתיים ביישוב חדש. חברת מודרנה הודיעה מנת חיסון שלישית מגבירה את יעילות ההגנה של החיסון שלנו מול זן האומיקרון. מדווחת כתבת חדשות החוץ הילי קרן. חברת התרופות האמריקנית עדכנה כי מנת הדחף נגד קורונה שפיתחה ככל הנראה מגינה מפני זן האומיקרון. במקביל מודרנה ממשיכה בפיתוח חיסון ייעודי לזן הדרום אפריקני וצפויה להגיע לשלב הניסויים הקליניים כבר בתחילת 2022. נזכיר כי לפני כחודש מנכ"ל החברה הבהיר כי ישנה ירידה משמעותית בהגנה של חיסוני מודרנה 
מול זן האומיקרון לעומת הדלתא. ומכאן למזג האוויר רוחות חזקות מנשבות ברוב אזורי הארץ, ממטרים מלווים וסופות רעמים צפויים לרדת בצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף והתפשטו בהדרגה למרכז. קיים חשש להצפות במקומות המועדים. בחרמון יורד שלג וצפוי שלג גם בפסגות הגבוהות של ערי הצפון. בדרום הארץ יעשה אביך ותיתכן אסופות חול מקומיות. לקראת הערב קיים חשש לשיטפונות בנחלי ים המלח ומדבר יהודה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning broadcast. Yeah, listening to Galay Tzal may be the closest we get to Israel for a while. Rabbi Dov Lippman is with us live via telephone. He's founder and CEO of Yad La'olim, uh, which does an amazing job helping people uh, with so many different things when it comes to Aliyah, when it comes to even visiting Israel, uh, as he and his staff have been doing over the last two years during this uh, corona pandemic, and he has an update for us from Israel. Uh, Dove Lippman, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much, Nachum. Great to speak to you. Uh, so you know that we've postponed our December trip three times, and we were supposed to leave this coming Saturday night. That's not going to happen, and now this is, if I'm not mistaken, the ninth time in 2020 and 2021 that we have had to either unplan or postpone or cancel a broadcast trip to Israel. Can you explain why uh, we are experiencing this and what is going on that has led the government to almost completely shut down the country to travel or travelers. Well, my, first thought is, my first thought is that the Israeli government clearly wants us to be in regular contact as uh, <laughs> you check in with me and we talk about what's happening. Um, but uh, essentially the Israeli authorities uh, – say that they have information that shows that this variant, the Omicron variant, uh, has the potential to be extremely explosive in terms of how many people will contract uh, the, the virus uh, through this variant. Um, and as a result of that, there's a fear of, even though at the moment the, the numbers do not show significant illness and certainly the vaccinations seem to be uh, doing their job in terms of protecting people from certain illness. There's a fear of perhaps that not continuing to be so, and also the degree to which non-vaccinated will become seriously ill, and what that will mean for the hospitals and, and, and the overall situation uh, in the country. And therefore, as a result, uh, this morning, the government voted to expand the list of countries that they call red. Uh, we already have uh, the United Kingdom, South Africa, Denmark, France, Spain, Sweden, Finland, Norway, and Ireland in that category. And now it's been expanded to Turkey, Portugal, Morocco, Hungary, Germany, Belgium, Switzerland, Italy, and the big ones for your audience, certainly Canada and the United States. Um, what does it mean that a country is classified as red? Essentially, it means that uh, non-Israelis and non-visa uh, holders for Israel, you know, people who they're sent there, their life is in Israel, uh, they really, they cannot come to Israel with the exception of real extreme emergencies. And I can just tell you, Nachum, and to everyone listening, uh, as someone who is trying to fight for these exceptions on, on a daily basis, it is a, it is a battle. The authorities are very hesitant, and, and the only real exceptions are outright are parents for a child's wedding. That's one which they ask no questions about. 
and then, you know, extreme mental health, physical health emergencies, and even those, it's a very, very uh, gray area. That's in that direction. In the other direction, uh, Israelis and visa holders that live in Israel, uh, they can't fly to the red countries unless they get special permission, and our staff at Yad Lim, I mean, you cannot imagine, you really cannot imagine the number of people that are reaching out to us because they're asking for these approvals, and first of all, how to get the approval, and also uh, being rejected, and then we have to go to bat and try to fight for them. So it's a real, real complicated time. If someone's sibling is getting married in the United States, how likely is it that that, that sibling can fly in from Israel? At the moment, uh, if that sibling is an Israeli citizen or a visa holder in Israel, uh, pretty much the answer is going to be no. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because I know I know of weddings that are taking place in the next couple of weeks here in the United States where they're anticipating a lot of relatives coming in from Israel. I'm talking about close relatives. Yes, yes. Now, I will tell everyone, and this is important, because I, you, know, you want to know that someone's fighting for you. Uh, we're going to be in the Vada and the Knesset tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, and I've already been working the phones all day with members of Knesset and the chairman of the committee, and we're going to work really hard to expand uh, those allowances, um, because we just don't feel it's fair. And uh, to be, to, you know, the, the chairman of the committee, uh, member of Knesset Gilad Kariv from the Labor Party, has been a real advocate uh, for Olim, for their families, for global Jewry, and we're trying to build a little bit of a coalition there within the committee. They're probably going to approve it as is, but conditional on expanding the list of exceptions in both directions uh, within a week. I'll tell you, my biggest battle right now is for uh, coming into Israel. We, we just fought a battle two weeks ago for this, which was for parents of uh, mother or father giving birth and to have the grandparents there for the birth. And now we have to fight for it again because it's not included in the criteria for red countries. And uh, we have a battle the other direction, which is, I mean, I live in Beit Shemesh. So many of our neighbors made Aliyah, and their primary livelihood is in the United States. Uh, right. Doctors and lawyers and accountants right. and businessmen, and they travel sometimes twice a month uh, for a week at a time. And at the moment, that's not an automatic exception uh, to be able to travel and support their families. And obviously, we're going to raise that in the committee, and we're going to fight really hard. And I do believe, I do believe we'll have success in terms of expanding this uh, to a certain degree, uh, but everyone has to just be aware of, of the gravity of the situation and the stringency of the rules. Uh, those of us in radio, you think there'll be a broadcast trip this winter, or we have to be much more patient? So I have asked how long do they think this is going to go for, and, and many of the authorities, especially in the health ministry, when I speak to them, you know, not in front of the cameras, they say a lot of this is exploratory, meaning they just don't know where this is going, and it could be that two weeks from now, will be in a situation where they, they, they feel comfortable with the numbers, they feel comfortable with the scientific data, and then they'll be able to start scaling things back and getting back somewhere uh, towards normal. I, I, I don't want to give anybody false hope to think that somehow over the course of this winter uh, everything will in any way uh, get back to normal. Uh, you know, in Israel they're already talking about, talking about, you know, will we need a fourth booster for the uh, senior population? Uh, that seems to be a direction that people are starting to think about. So we just have to see how things play out. Things are very, very 
fluid and dynamic, and I actually ask anyone who wants to get, if you want to get updates uh, sent to you in real time, uh, just, just email info at yadlolim.org with your information, and we'll add you to our, to our uh, update list, because things are really happening quickly, and, 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 and rules sometimes change from literally one morning to the afternoon, so you definitely want to be on top of it to understand exactly what's happening. Yadlolim.org has all the information, the travel updates, Yadlolim dot org and uh, you know that I mean this is no secret you know this and I think every, everybody in Israel who's of uh, American background knows this uh, we're less than a month away from yeshiva break any and any families that had reservations for January what would you say to them today yeah, a large percentage of the messages that I'm getting today are people that are thinking that way. Uh, I'm not telling people to cancel yet. I am saying that definitely be aware of by what date you have to cancel in order to get your money back, but also in your mind be prepared for that possibility because let's remember, that's, that's almost two degrees removed. This is not you know, a red country exception. That's one level of stringency. Right. And the next level is people who have uh, you know, a, a simcha, first-degree relatives uh, who are Israeli citizens. Now you're talking about visiting uh, a student who's here on a student visa, and that's, that's pretty far removed. So I, I don't think it's likely, but I've been very, very cautious through this whole process, not to say things that are definitive in nature, not to make any kind of guarantees, uh, but definitely it should be in their mindset that there's a strong likelihood that they won't be able to make that trip, unfortunately. Um, are other people aside from me uh, discussing with you the overall uh, bigger picture philosophical a conversation about the disconnect between diaspora jury and Israel. And this is coming from somebody who's been there during uh, Corona. But I, I think that this is that the deep, uh, the deep uh, uh, divide that continues to uh, expand between Israel and diaspora jury is unhealthy for our nation. Am I making too big of a deal of this? You're not. Um, I can tell you that there are. Um, you know, this is in both directions, actually. Uh, people who have made Aliyah, who you know, felt that they never would have made Aliyah if they, didn't, if they couldn't have their family support uh, along the way, and people coming and being part of their smachot, and, and people even today who just wrote to me, uh, I, I give up, I have to go back. I just, I just need to be with my family, and I'll just tell the authorities I'm moving back. And, and they mean it, really, they're not trying to play a game. Right. That's very devastating to see. On the other side, there's no doubt we're hearing it all the time from people who love Israel and support Israel. Uh, we're hearing from organizations that are now finding it more difficult to raise much-needed funds. I'm talking about critical organizations uh, for things that are happening uh, in Israel. That's all very difficult uh, to hear and to see. Uh, I've been certainly raising this with members of Knesset and government ministers since the very beginning uh, of this process. And uh, to be honest with you, in the very, it, it, it wasn't really. It was there were deaf ears in the in the beginning. I don't think people were able to hear were able to hear what we were saying. Uh, uh, but little by little, it's starting to creep in. Uh, there was a delegation of members of Knesset that were brought to European Jewish communities, and they came back, and they came to committee, and they said, my friends, we don't understand what we're doing. We're destroying yeah. the connection yeah. that they feel yeah. uh, to Israel. They were using those terminologies. Yeah. And now we've had uh, certainly the religion minister, Matan Kahana, uh, came out and said, we should be exploring putting diaspora jury into a different category and not loop them together with, with all foreigners and tourists. We had uh, the, the intelligence minister, Lazar Stern, made a sim similar statement. So it's, it's becoming part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as um, they're facing a health ministry, which is quite strong in terms of its stance on all of these issues and, and, and very difficult to move, 
very few leaders want to be put in the position of seemingly being against what the health ministry is saying. And if, if there's the, even the remote possibility of some kind of an outbreak and, and public health issue in Israel, they don't want to be the ones who decided on the, who were the wrong side uh, of that issue. So that's really where we're battling. So yes, it has entered the conversation, uh, but not to the point of it impacting any significant uh, decisions at the moment. Well, we are family or we're not family. Someone's got to make that decision. It's surprising to me that the Prime Minister of Israel, who has spent time in the United States and understands the connection between diaspora jury and Israel, and also, if I'm not mistaken, was didn't he lead diaspora affairs at one point in the Knesset? I believe he did. Uh, I would. He was the minister, yeah. Yeah, I would think. I would think, and knowing what he thinks about the role that Israel has in educating Jews around the world, even more of a role than Israel had in that regard a decade ago, I would think that he'd be much more sensitive to this issue and at the minimum speak more about it, at the minimum uh, publicly regret that this is happening and speak to the heart of Jewry in the diaspora because right now they all feel that they're being ignored. And those of us in the Dati community, those of us in the religious community, there's a way to make that up. There's, you know, we have a connection. We, we're, we're talking about Jerusalem many times a day, uh, whether we like it or not. That's part of our lexicon. But there are a lot of Jews here in the United States of America who've done great job, who are not necessarily Orthodox, who have done great jobs in keeping a Zionist connection for their family and in raising children who end up being lone soldiers in the army. And it's that crowd that I'm most concerned about. They don't hear a message from Israel about how much their their love is still wanted and how much Israel still cares about them. Yeah, the Prime Minister did pen a letter, it was either last week or two weeks ago, to the leadership of the uh, Federation in, in North America, and you know, that's a gesture, it's a step, but I do agree that uh, it would be much better if there was an actual conversation, if he was actually speaking yeah. uh, directly to the people. I've mentioned this as soon as he became Prime Minister. Uh, I, I, I felt that this was critical, because we knew that he was going to be leading us during Corona time, and he was. I did feel he was someone who could understand, um, but it, you know, I, I, I'm in a strange place because um, on the one hand, I'm advocating day and night for, for changes and, and lobbying for change. And believe me, behind closed doors, uh, there, there's a lot of things that are expressed, and we have been able to move the needle uh, here and there. Uh, on the other hand, you know, it is our, it is our government, and, and I do want to you know, uh, at least acknowledge the fact that, that their, form, their, their, their primary concern is the health of the people of Israel. Uh, what I've been pressing for, and I even did this yesterday in committee outright, was I just said, give us numbers. In other words, they were talking about how many uh, how many people were coming in from flights that had this variant, and I said, okay, I understand that, but how many of those are non-vaccinated Israelis who were just going on vacation versus uh, vaccinated uh, people from overseas who got approvals to come here? And, and, and I, I would venture to say, just from what I've read, that it's probably mostly the non-vaccinated who brought it in, just from what we've seen. So we're pressing very hard for, for statistics and for numbers and for things to be based on data and for that data to be presented publicly. Uh, tomorrow's committee, I do believe, is going to be an important one. It's at 11 o'clock in the Law and Constitution Committee. And uh, you know, I think they are going to vote in favor of the government's decision, but that they will hopefully uh, both uh, expand the exceptions and also, again, introduce this discussion about how we have to view uh, global jury in a different manner than they're being seen at the moment. So, Vlipman, uh, we appreciate you taking up this issue and continuing to do so, and we appreciate uh, all the work you're doing in keeping us informed about what's happening uh, regarding travel to Israel. Thanks, all for, Thank you very, very much for that. And, uh, Thanks we, so much. We suggest everyone go to yadlolim.org, yadlolim.org, support their efforts, and certainly get all the information there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
Thank you. Bissero to vote, everyone. Amen. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
with Yehi Shalom. Before that, Yerushalayim done by David Gabe here at the JMA. Monday morning, 20th of December, 16th of Teves. Tomorrow is our Giving Tuesday here at JMA and the Nachum Siegel Network. You can get us off to an amazing start by going right now to NachumSiegel.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the page. We'll have a great guest tomorrow uh, from Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. And... Um, anticipating a wonderful Giving Tuesday. So, again, get us off to an amazing start. I want to thank those who have already gotten us to 8%, which is amazing. Keep it going by going to uh, FJ, <laughs> by going to NahumSiegel.com. I just noticed something. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> That's great. The video, <laughs> the video <laughs> that was, <clears throat> excuse me. Man. The video that was made for Giving Tuesday is up now. If you click on the, um, if you click on the uh, uh, banner at the top of NachumSiegel.com, 
<laughs> that video is up, and it's uh, it's frankly pretty cool. He did a good job with it, in my opinion. So you can check that out and enjoy this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy 10% discount at all A&H, Abel's, and Hyman delicious meat products with promo code radio at kosherdogs.net. Go to kosherdogs.net, promo code radio nets you 10% um, over at the A&H kosherdogs.net website. When you visit one of the major kosher supermarkets in your area, no matter what city it's in, no matter what neighborhood it's in, you will notice an amazing and incredible display of A&H products. I'm talking about, I mean, just a section filled with so many amazing items. So check those out the next time you go shopping. Load them up in your cart for your family. And as we like to say, enjoy. Try A&H today, kosherdogs.net, and always use promo code radio. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zevin, Zechonishmas Esther Basher of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read that when Bnei Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, that Paro, Melech Mitzrayim, made terrible geserus, decrees upon Bnei Yisrael. One of the worst was that no Jewish children should be able to live. And in fact, the Pasuk tells us, And the earth was filled with them. Bnei Yisrael had multiplied exceedingly. They were very strong. The Zerashimshin comments, what does it mean that it says that the earth was filled with them? There is an amazing answer that we find in the Medrash Rabbah that actually as soon as a Jewish child was born, as much as the parents tried to hide it, as much as the parents tried to do all different things to thwart the plan of Paro, the Egyptians would find out about it. They would come after the child in order to kill it. At that moment, the earth would swallow up the child and would protect the child from all harm. That the earth was filled with these children that were protected. We also learn that a malach came down to give the baby oil and honey. Very important ingredients for the child's growth. And we find also that the children had an extra measure of protection. From this we learn that no matter what we think, no matter how impossible a situation may be, no matter how difficult it might be, that Hashem always helps us out in ways that may be beyond our own understanding, our own rationale. It says in Devarim, Hayat Hashem Tikzar, is the hand of Hashem ever too short? Hashem is the kol yachol. Hashem is the one that can do anything, whether it is within our understanding or beyond our understanding. And we hope that Be'ez Hashem, for all of Klau Yisroel, there are nisim niflos, there are miracles, both the hidden and the revealed, and that we soon see, Bias Meshech Tzidkenu, the coming of the long-awaited Mashiach, this has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Yeah. 
J.M. and A.M. on a Monday with Baruch Levine and Shalom. Before that, the Chevron and Lamanachai. Tonight, we've got the uh, live stream between 6 and 9 p.m. for our friends at UniteToHeal.com. That's, of course, Amudim as they continue on to their big goal. Looking forward to that. Tomorrow is our Giving Tuesday. We'll be at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m. until 10 o'clock. So join us for that. If you haven't yet given to get us off to a good start, please do so. Go to NahumSiegel.com. You will see the... Um, you will see the uh, link at the top of the page, and we thank you very much for that. Just got an anonymous donation online. Thank you, as we have exceeded 8% of our goal already. 
and it starts tomorrow morning. We want to get in as strong as possible with a great, great, strong start. So if you haven't yet supported NSN and JM and the AM and FJB, please do so by going to um, the top of com or the NSN app and clicking on the banner at the very top. And we greatly appreciate it. 26 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 39. Have you had your Gaia coffee yet this morning? Remember, Gaia coffee means <clears throat> you take a brew bag that you get from our friends at Gaia Coffee. You toss it into a cup, a mug, or a glass of boiling hot water, and you've got a fresh-brewed cup of coffee. Simple as that. Enjoy a 15% discount at Gaia Coffee's website when you use promo code RADIO, G-A-I-A, coffee.com, G-A-I-A, coffee.com. Well, we were told that um, today is the yard side of Yisrael Raiden, who many of us remember with tremendous fondness and a great friendship. And um, and um, Yisrael, Yissi, Yisrael ben Avraham, whose yard site is today, was well-known in the Jewish music world, and uh, we wanted to find an appropriate selection to play in his memory, so we went with some early schlock rock, because he was associated at that time with the early schlock rock projects. So something off of schlock rock's very first album, in memory of Yisrael ben Avraham, for you here at JM in the AM.
find your way back home Want to call your own To be alone Though in tattered rags Wandering in foreign lands There's a master plan So take my hand You're the son of kings You're the child of Yosef's dreams And you were born to royalty and honor You're the daughter of queens, you're Queen Nestor's legacy, and you were born of dignity and valor. And they can never take your crown. No, they can never take your crown. They can never bring you down. Oh, they can never take your crown. No. Princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a bond that never ends, no. And thank God for that. You are princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a love that never ends, no. And thank God for that, cause. Yoni Z with um, Crown. That's brand new here at JM in the AM. Before that, Eliyahu Hanavi. We did that in memory of uh, Yissi Raiden. Yisrael Ben Avraham, who was involved in those Schlock Rock projects in the early days and whose yard site is being observed today. Yisrael Ben Avraham. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jason Shamas is with us live via telephone. He has been CEO and Executive Vice President of the UJA Federation of Northern New Jersey since 2011. A variety of topics to discuss with him this morning here on JM in the AM. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that very much. You know, just uh, about, a, what is it, about 40 minutes ago, we had a conversation on the air with somebody in Israel about the um, the terrible, at least we're feeling it's terrible, a disconnect between Israel and diaspora jury during the last two years of the pandemic. And I was demanding that, frankly, the administration, that the leaders in Israel 
um, make people in the diaspora at least feel like they're not being forgotten uh, during this period of time. Obviously, I'd love for them to open up free travel, etc. But you know, my expectations <laughs> are limited. Y- you're a leader in the Federation, and the Federation was a recipient of a letter on this topic from the Prime Minister. What are your impressions of what this lockdown or this pandemic situation has done uh, with the divide between Israel and diaspora jury over the last two years? So I wouldn't necessarily call it a divide. I would say it's a, it's a tremendous missed opportunity. When you look at programs, gap year programs, Massah programs, Birthright Israel, family trips, synagogue trips, federation trips, all organizational trips, not having those means we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews who aren't having the same opportunity to connect with the homeland. And especially for those on their first, second, or even third trip, you're not hitting those pre-emotional elements that give context to the importance of Israel in the diaspora community. I think that's the, that's the real challenge here. Yeah, no question about it. Well, I'm hoping that things will improve in this area very quickly. It doesn't seem to be going in that direction, but I think that people in Israel need to know. And I know they want us to move there, and I know that there's plenty of easy solutions, so to speak. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people whose only connection to our tradition and heritage is that connection to Israel. And it's so important that we uh, that we get that back as soon as possible. Jason Shamas is with us live via telephone, CEO at the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. There are a lot of things you've been involved with recently. I know you have a new director of security um, that's uh, essentially in charge of the, uh, the task of working with synagogues, day schools, agencies on security measures and practices to keep them safe. We see what's happening in schools nationwide. We see how, unfortunately, emergencies pop up on a regular basis. And then, of course, you add the Jewish component, and we're always concerned that our institutions uh, could be targeted. What could you tell us about the way this is being handled now in 2021? So we woke up to a new world, uh, you know, 10 years ago, actually, long before um, Pittsburgh. We had an incident in in northern New Jersey and Bergen County where two kids wound up uh, firebombing. They made homemade Molotov cocktails at um, four six different synagogues, sorry, in Bergen, including one where they injured a rabbi in Rutherford. And we made realization and connection at that time that we needed to work better communally to establish institutional frameworks and lines of communications and relationships between the Jewish institutions and the local municipality. We needed to up the game on our assessments, both of the hardenings of targets and things like that, and about Four years ago, we hired our first community security director. We raised uh, quite a lot of money to do so, um, and we're happy to have Tim Terrell on board now. He was recently with the Englewood Police Department for almost 30 years, and what he's trying to do is once again ensure that these synagogues have the relationships. They know how to report in incidents of bias and anti-Semitism. We're going to do assessments again to make sure that everyone has the appropriate mechanisms for keeping somebody out and containing any incident within the building and things like that. It is critical. It's critical. And and, and from your standpoint, it works. I mean, again, we can't possibly predict what might have happened, God forbid. But from your standpoint, it works because you see that the day schools and the synagogues are on top of this matter, and that they, and then when they see that there are people, especially uh, in federation in this type of position when it comes to security, who are who are on top of things and ready to respond and ready to give good advice, they know that they've got to be on top of their game. 
Look, it does seem to be working. I think people do generally feel safer. The initial challenge in balance was how do you prevent people from coming into institutions that require people to come in? Right. Right. You know, JCCs, synagogues, all these schools, you want more people in the building. You want community in these environments. And here we were setting up barriers for people, you know, the one, the, the needle in the haystack that was going to cause damage to not have that access. But we didn't want it to harm others. So I think that what we've successfully been able to do with this paradigm is make it more difficult for those who want to harm us without overly negatively impacting those who want to participate. And that's the, the, the success of this. Yeah, well, it's certainly a good the, goal. Yeah, but. look, the other thing I'm going to add, which people have to very much understand because it's nuanced, is reporting. And what we noticed, uh, uh, you know, 10 years ago was that there were a lot of incidents of anti-Semitism, mostly harassment on a street or, you know, near an institution, a swastika or some other graffiti type stuff. And it simply wasn't getting reported because no one knew what to do with it. And you see now that every incident is reported and followed up and investigated with. And, you know, we owe law enforcement a lot of gratitude for that, too. No question about it. And I guess that that's why, I mean, it could be one of the reasons why we see uh, numbers of these incidents going up. Uh, only because um, one of the reasons, because we see that there's more attention being paid to reporting. And if there's more reporting, obviously, there's going to be more official data on things. Well, that 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 has always been the question that I personally have had, is that the number of incidents have skyrocketed in the last couple of years. But that's because New Jersey recently, I think five, six years ago, and we were involved in this, put a put a law in the books where institutions had to report every hate and bias incident. Right. Look across the board. I know we're more concerned with the Jewish community on this call, but you know, even if you look at the LGBTQ community and you look at African American or Black community, you look at the Asian community, Hispanic, it's all shooting up. But that's because it's required by law that every little thing be reported. Jason Shamas is with us live via telephone, CEO of the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. By the way, if you're in this position for 11 years, you're a good person to ask. Has has there been a, a a tremendously large increase in Jewish population in the area you serve over the last 11 years, or it's basically been stable? Uh, it's an excellent question. So we are um, currently going under a strategic planning process for the entire community. We have hired a company to do our, our data research. I'll have a much better answer for you in probably six months. If I had to guess, up until COVID, we were probably growing a little bit. You know, Keenek in particular has right. seen a growth of some of the area up what I call the, the Palisades Corridor, places like Tennessee, Crestville, Demarest, Norwood, North South towns like that. COVID was a little bit of a game changer. You know, there's the meme that was going around that Governor Cuomo was the real estate agent <laughs> of the year in Florida. Right. It certainly affected us. And what we saw was, um, you're laughing, but yes. We saw a, a large departure for, for Florida, a lot for tax reasons, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure. I would say we're relatively stable. The day school population, which was growing and was one of our barometers, a couple of hundred students a year was a barometer. But um, you'll have to ask me again in six months. I don't want to give uh, misinformation. And, pl and please, God, we will, because uh, that's a very interesting topic. I thought for sure the answer would be it's growing like crazy. I didn't consider 
what's been happening over the last couple of years. And finally, um, you can give us a little bit of inside information. We know that the state of New Jersey divested from Unilever. Anybody in this audience likely knows about the whole Ben and Jerry's fiasco situation, however you want to refer to it. Um, what was that like? And uh, is it a big deal that the state of New Jersey, in fact, did this? Um, I would say it was one of the more positive. Well, the incident is actually very hurtful. Right. You know, I was I, I used to eat Ben and Jerry's. I don't eat it anymore. I love my ice cream. If you look <laughs> at me, you'll know I love ice cream. But the yeah, I was irate. I mean, I find it so offensive to the core that a company is singling out Israel and blaming Israel in this conflict that it makes me really want to return my ice cream to the sender. But in this case, you know, we had lobbied hard in Trenton for anti-DBS legislation. And when news broke, the first thing I did was I called our acting attorney general, Andrew Bruck, who was very receptive. You know, he really laid down the process for me. So I understood that because it was an investment and divestment issue that it sat in the Treasury Department and the Division of Investments. I checked in periodically, sent letters. Um, we were promised an, a, a thorough, nonpartisan sort of, you know, honest assessment of it. And I was given a heads up a couple of days before that it was going to be released, the findings, what the process was for Unilever. I wasn't told exactly what it was, but I was hinted enough to know that we were in good shape. And uh, I was pretty happy. I'm quite elated with it. I, I also want to thank Arizona, who did it first. We were second. Right. And I think New York and Florida are on the docket, too. Now, it's $200 million on a several-billion-dollar company, but at the end of the day, it's a powerful message. And I think it bodes well for the state of New Jersey that we did the right thing. No, 100%. The publicity— and by the way, process again with Morningstar, the investment company. Right. Uh, and the publicity certainly is um, is a really important message, uh, whether, again, whether it's uh, relatively speaking a lot of money or not, that's not the issue. It's the message that's out there um, and people like yourself are behind that message and that's uh, something to be proud of. Uh, J- Jason, I'm sorry? No, we were extremely active. I spent many, many hours on explaining why this was uh you know, a violation of not just our law, but really hypocrisy of human rights, too. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Jason Shamas is CEO and Executive Vice President of the uh, Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. You're based in Paramus, right? We're based in Paramus because our entire catchment area is uh, kind of that sort of the center geographically, yeah. Mm, very cool. Hope to come and visit you one day. you got to come out. Yeah, I'd like to I do that. Uh, a, real pl- <laughs> a real pleasure speaking to you. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. All right. Take care. Thank you. Jason Shamas, uh, Jewish Federation, Northern New Jersey, and America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
close my eyes and hold on tight. Ready to take on the fight. I'm going, going, going. Oh, the wonder of life. The wonder of life. I, I can't see the promise. Oh, I don't believe what they say. Trust the new day. But a wise man told me sun reached deep within. Cause falling down is the only way to win. So I'm gonna find that fire For eternity, I'm showing, showing, showing. Oh, the wonder of life, the wonder of life. So I'm gonna find that fire inside. Tell me, no, I'm going, going. Places only I can see. Reaching for eternity, I'm showing, showing.
man tired, man see You have to know who you are. Idi bista chachayle keloika. You're so holy, you're so deep. Your mama's more like a douche. So don't forget wherever you go. Here it's a zam and medebishter. Ari Hill, Ellie Marcus together. Chelek Elokah is the name of that one. Barovam, that was Eitan Katz. Yaakov Shweki with the wonder of life and a toast to life. Topping up the 8 o'clock hour on a Monday. JM and the AM, thanks for tuning in. Many of you are aware it is a very, very big week for us. We've got the uh, Amudim live stream tonight between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern time. They're on their way to their goal, please, God. Uh, we have our own uh, Giving Tuesday tomorrow. Support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network by going to the top of When you click on the banner at the top of you will see the video that has been posted, which is a really cool video about uh, some of the things that uh, we do and about uh, some of the comments that people have about what we do. And I thank them very, very much. Our Giving Tuesday officially begins tomorrow at 6 a.m., but we would very much love for people to get us off to a great start, so please go to NachumSiegel.com to the very top of the page and give now and give as generously as possible. And, of course, Thursday night, we're going to be uh, concentrating on the One Israel Fund live stream 
and that presentation, which uh, we did last year to tremendous success, Baruch Hashem. Those of you who care about Israel and care about Yudan Shomron, you'll have your opportunity to display that care and to um, really exhibit that care uh, by supporting the campaign that will culminate uh, late Thursday night, Eastern Time, when we have the um, honor of hosting that live event uh, with One Israel Fund. And and the Mark Provisor, who is uh, a wonderful friend of ours and who is the Director of Security for the One Israel Fund, is with us live via telephone. It is wonderful to speak to a couple of people in Israel today on the air as we continue to experience this disconnect between Israel and the diaspora. Mark Provisor, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Absolutely. At, at least they haven't uh, forbidden uh, phone calls at this point, you know? <laughs> Although with Bezek, you never know, right? <laughs> that, that's true. That is true. Yes. Uh, and, you mentioned, <laughs> and you mentioned to me off the air, for those who read about the, the, the impending storms in Israel, you mentioned to me off the air that those storms have already begun. Oh, yeah. 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 So you got... we're, we're having right now heavy, heavy winds, a few electrical outages. Yeah. So yeah. You got a rough weather situation there. Uh, before we talk about the One Israel Fund, before we talk about the needs and um, and, and encourage people to be tuned in on Thursday, uh, Mark, I need your comment. I need your comment about what happened last week. I need your comment about how the Dimitman family is now suffering. I need your comment about how it seems the enemy finds creative ways to always take away our best and our brightest, and in this case, our youngest. Uh, or member of the younger generation. Uh, what is your reaction to what I would guess at this point the majority, if not all, of our listeners are familiar with this terrorist attack last week in uh, in Samaria? Yeah, I, I actually just came back from there this morning uh, where I was actually uh, sitting with the security chief. We were reviewing the situation and, again, just seeing, like, if there was anything we could have done, what can we do? What can we learn? I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, in the world of security, you have to treat some things also like a professional, and you have to ice up a little bit just to see how you can make things better. But there was no, there was no getting around the, the feelings of uh, of this. I mean, it was just a horrible situation. I mean, there's a look. Thank God, the IDF responded quickly and was able to capture the terrorists, but. For me, I take it hard because we work pretty much 24-7 trying to prevent things like this. And there's at times it seems like there are limits to what what we can do. Um, and then, I'll answer the question in a, in a strange way. Terrorism and counterterrorism are the most creative aspects that there are in security. Uh, the land around there where this occurred is uh, is kind of tough terrain. There are various dead spots, um, and it happens. Now, we're hearing about one attack. One thing that you're not hearing about is the amount of attacks that have been prevented also. Right. Uh, their, their want and will to throw us out of this land is not decreasing at all, and I would even say increasing due to popularity getting from around the world and the, the, the demonizing of of the people of Judea and Samaria who, just like in any place, I think 99% are incredible. So it's, a, it's an ongoing challenge, if you will. And there are so, so many roads and so many hiding places and 
so many boundaries to secure and only so many cameras you could put up. I mean, look, you're yeah. right. You're right. We should emphasize how people in this country and other places have actually funded the ability uh, for you and your team to actually protect the Jews of Judea and Samaria. But you know how it is when, when, when an episode gets by, when something happens, it just reminds us of how volatile a life can be. And it reminds us that, uh, you know, families end up suffering for God knows how long, uh, forever actually, because of their yeah. loved ones being taken from them. So, but, but again, uh, this is, unfortunately, this is not new to you. You have been through this so many times. And I think the point you make about the enemy is no less anxious to, um, uh, to destroy us, you know, as the Abraham Accords uh, continue along that road and diplomacy between Israel and other countries continues to increase in so many areas and cooperation between Israel and other countries increases when it comes to either security in Israel or just, you know, general security around the world. We sometimes get lulled into a sense of security that things are getting right. better and better. But the enemy has no change to their agenda. They want to kill and destroy as much as possible. It's you know there there was another thing when you mentioned how families how people are damaged and, yeah. and hurt. Uh, the first reason actually that I went up was because of the they have a young security chief there, um, and this was his first murderous attack. Oh boy! Where he had to see a friend uh, that he knew get hurt and, and and lying next to him, and he actually gave cause. Uh, I mean, I guess for those who don't know, I was a security chief also till right. 2006, right. and I have been through more than my fair share of terrorism. And he had called me up last night, and I, you know, and he said, "Can I? Can you come up? Can we talk?" I had spoken to him a little bit before, and he said, "I need to talk with you." And my main point of going up there was to sit with him. You know, there there are some things that donor dollars just cannot do. And personal experience can, and it was uh, brought me back in time a little bit. But uh, I was glad to see the, the the strength of these guys, of these security chiefs, who, are in my mind, are, are unsung heroes. And uh, but we we trudge on, we yeah, trudge on. You certainly do. Uh, the One Israel Fund reminds us to give a little heart. Where does your heart lie? If the answer is your heart lies in the heartland of Israel, then please, please get ready for this coming Wednesday and Thursday, and specifically Thursday night when we help wrap up the campaign, a $360,000 campaign to support the One Israel Fund in 36 hours. You can go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, and you can donate right now, but you could certainly uh, be um, uh, you could certainly be part of our uh, live stream this coming Thursday night. And uh, part of the 36 hours between Wednesday and Thursday when the One Israel Fund uh, wants to achieve their goal like they did really nicely last year. Our community did really well uh, for the One Israel Fund last year. And I hope again this second year of the pandemic uh, that we're able to do it again. And Mark Provisor, that's really the point I want to make this morning uh, with you on the phone. And that is that it's year two of the pandemic. And last year, thank God, uh, we were able to achieve the goal for One Israel Fund as um we emphasize that even though people can't really travel to Israel nearly as much, as much as it's more difficult to uh, bring groups to wherever they need to get to, et cetera, et cetera, we all know the problems. Nonetheless, the security issues remain and the needs remain. I have to assume that 12 months later, you could tell us that the security issues remain and the needs remain. 
I, I can, you know, I, I wish I could say different. Yes, the needs do remain, the challenges do remain, but I can say that, there, you know, there's great improvement in, in from last year till now in the way that we are dealing with these challenges. The, due to people who were taking part in, in the projects, I mean, I'm just coming from the security world, but right. in security projects, we have... Wow. You know, I, I sit with the IDF a lot, obviously, and, and just the efficiency that we are working at now is just something incredible, where even to the point where they're learning from, from us, from a lot of these vanguard projects that we've taken on, we, it, it's a constant improvement. Now, continued, yes, there is a constant challenge and so on, but we are moving up there. And well, well, give as, us give us an example of something that okay, our that absolutely. our listeners have uh, have funded that you've been able to implement. Okay, absolutely. Look, there are, there we always talk about various perimeter systems and technology grows and grows and we have our hand on it and we've been able to place cameras in strategic locations that are able to provide and protect not just these communities but prevent any acts of violence. The drone project has just been crazy. These are things, these are projects that really One Israel Fund was the vanguard. We started doing this and started supplying drones that not only that, just equipment, but supplying training because you can give someone something, but if they don't know how to use it properly, then, it, then it's a waste. And so the amount of surveillance we've been able to do is just incredible. Some of our projects, like the Guy Project, which is a mobile thermal uh, surveillance system, is not only being used in Judean Samaria, and we have continued requests for it, but has now been, in, you know, been put into use by, by the government also. And these are things that we, we searched out, we researched, we put into use, and everyone came about, the communications system. I mean, I wish the Army would finish giving out all the units that they bought, but the communication system has been revamped over here. The emergency medical, uh, it's a, I call it a security chief medical kit, uh, emergency kit, sorry. This has been saved so many lives. It's a, it's a, I call it a lechtida, go figure kit, because we put everything in there that a security chief, who is the first responder, could possibly need. Right. And so in, in leaps and bounds, in leaps and bounds, the, the security has improved, and we're continuing. It's, it's, because like I said, you know, if there's one thing that I'm very proud of on Israel Fund, it's not just, it's not just a, a pipe, a passageway to put a donation and you see a nice project and so on. We, we are part of the solution. Yep. It's not just that we are making the solutions and we are making changes. And, and I think that's so important. And that's why I'm so proud of the organization. You know, they, they, besides the fact that they have to put up with someone like me, which, I mean, you know, you've met me in person, so it's not always that easy. But we're, we, it, it's just incredible. And to see the appreciation that we get from, from the various, uh, you know, from the Ministry of Defense, from, from the IDF, even tonight I was just invited to a very serious uh, IDF ceremony because of, of the, the contribution that One Israel Fund has made in preventing violence and keeping people alive. And that is something I really like to do. Yeah, and the IDF understands the value of that, as does Israeli government. Got to give them credit, of course. And they uh, yeah. are doing what they can to help. I know that sometimes it gets frustrating because when you deal with bureaucratic organizations, you don't always get what you want. But uh, nonetheless, they are often very there uh, they, they are often there for the uh, for the very cause that you are uh, fighting for. Mark Provisor's with us. I want to remind everybody that we will be live Thursday night with the One Israel Fund. You go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. Last year, Kolakavot, everybody, they achieved their goal uh, almost immediately. It was an amazing feeling, and we're hoping that they do the same this year because 
the needs are great, and because the security needs and the um, and the projects that are there to help build different aspects of communities in Judea and Samaria are still there and continue to be there even 12 months later, a year later, when so many of us have not been able to visit Judea and Samaria um, during this pandemic. So again, please go to oneisrealfund.org, oneisrealfund.org. And Mark, I assume we'll hear from you at some point during Thursday night show as well when we do the finale. I probably so. I will be online, you know, we'll see what time it is here, but uh, yeah. You must have been impressed that uh, you must have been impressed that diaspora jury. I mean, I'm sure that some people in Israel as well, but the diaspora jury got everybody to the goal pretty quickly last time around. I I want to say first of all, I was impressed, but there's something that I find frustrating that more people. I, I, I mean, I know the you know the whole concept of fundraising concept, and and people do what they can. I don't think people are very much still aware of necessarily how we're growing. And over here, I mean, the communities that are that are growing, that are expanding. I mean, my God, things are, are keep on popping up, and 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 watching the beauty and the development here, and and that remains a challenge. And there's, I call it, it's like the day, the dark side and the light side. Whereas Eve Harrow, who works on on the light side and beautifying the life in the communities and so on, and I work on trying to keep that life going up. It's important. It's really, really important that because the stronger that we grow here in Judea and Samaria, I personally believe the more of a chance that we have to bring peace to this region and quiet and those blessings that we've spoken about so often. Wow, what an interesting way to end. That is a people don't realize that that uh, the work that you're doing actually could lead to peace in a more stabilized region. People just don't get that. Well, that's why I do it. Yeah, <laughs> I like peace. And I'm glad you mentioned it. Oneisraelfund.org, everybody. will remind everyone as we get closer and closer. Mark Provisor, Kalakavo, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Nachum. This is great. Uh, Director of Security, Judea and Samaria for One Israel Fund. He's Mark Provisor and uh, always updates us on what's happening in a place that's very, very special to all of us. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Avram Freed with that amazing medley. Eliana V done by Avram Rosenblum and Diaspora before that. Monday morning, JM in the AM. Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. Those of you who have not yet given, we're asking you to uh, give as, as soon as you can. Get us off to a great start on tomorrow's Giving Tuesday. If you go to the very top of NahumSiegel.com, you will see a um, a banner. That takes you to our Cause Match page. And uh, there you can donate right now and uh, continue to add to the almost 8.5% that we're up to, up to right now. We're almost at 8.5%. Pretty good start, huh? Uh, haven't even started the campaign yet. <laughs> so not a bad start. And a big thank you to all of our ambassadors and everybody who's uh, taken on the role of uh, pitching for this campaign. Uh, a lot of special guests coming up tomorrow. I've got to get a bagel in Woodmere. It'll be yet another great Giving Tuesday. And uh, again, those of you who can uh, share the link, who could share the information, once you go to the donation page at Cause Match, there's a great video that discusses why it's important to support us. Um, spread that video around. It'll be great. And thank you. All I could say is thank you. Our listeners are going to carry us yet again for another year, and we thank you for um, making this Giving Tuesday Bezrat Hashem a very successful one. Again, if you go to the top of NahumSiegel.com, you can click on the banner. If you go to the top of your of your app, you can click on that banner. It'll take you to the Cause Match page. That video I alluded to is at the top of that page. You have an opportunity to see the video and to, uh, and to um, send out that video, and I hope that more and more people will understand how important this show is I hope more and more people understand how important this network is um, in order to uh, in order to uh, keep us connected, keep us connected in general, and keep us connected to the Holy Land. Uh, from the NSN app, Shavuato from AJA Carpool Two Hundred Four. Wishing congratulations to Carpooler Atara on her supporting lead in the school play this weekend, and Carpool and Carpool Gabriella. On passing her driving test. Oh, I wonder if Gabriella is going to have a role uh, in uh, AJA carpool driving. Who knows? Now that she's passed the driving test, that might become an issue. I'll have to check with listener Daniel and find out. <laughs> um, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, as I like to say. Comment away. More coming up at JM in the AM. זוכרת את החורף ההוא יכולנו לא לצאת מהשמיכה כל היום שמענו את השירים של ההוא קנינו כרטיסים הכי קרוב לבמה סיימנו איזה מהסדרות את היית בוכה, הייתי מנגב לך את הדמעות 
אהבת אותי כמו מטורף, לאן את הולכת? ואת שורטת לי את הלב עם מפתח, ובשבילך אני אוריד את הירך. תראה לי אוויר לנשום אותך יותר מרחוק. וזה לא פייר שרק אני לא שוכח, וזה לא פייר שרק אני לא בורח. תראה לי מילים לכתוב. אותך יותר מרחוק. זוכר את הנסיעה לאילת, נגמר לנו הדלק, איך נלחצתי את צחקת, תמיד היית רואה רק את הטוב, גם כשהייתי מתרחק היית נשארת הכי קרוב, היה לנו אחת השנייה, החברות היו אומרות לך זה הולך לחתונה. אהבת אותי כמו מטורפת, אז לאן את הולכת? ואת שורטת לי את הלב עם מפתח, ובשבילך אני אוריד את הירך. כבר אין לי אוויר לנשום אותך יותר מרחוק. וזה לא פייר שרק אני לא שוכח, וזה לא פייר שרק אני לא בורח. כבר אין לי מילים לכתוב. אותך יותר
mind Heart and soul, they must align For everything there is a time So let's find on from the unfind A little bit of fun is fine Heart and soul, they must align Together this one time Let's find the unfind Is a hit song. Not every swing is a home run. Here's what you gotta know before we get started. You win some, you lose some. There's pretty, there's gruesome, there's lows and there's highs, hellos and goodbyes. Win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's ups and there's downs, but don't turn around. If you hear me singing this song, you know that I'm trying. All I've got's this promise to keep fighting. I don't have a pretty picture trophy smiling. If you hear me singing this song, you know that I'm trying. Lo yalecho am locho ligmoi, lo yato ben choirin liwatel mimelo. Lo yalecho am locho ligmoi, the highest, highest to try. You win some, you lose. Some there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's lows and there's highs, hellos and goodbyes. You win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's ups and there's downs. But don't turn around. If I hear you singing this song, I know that you're trying. All you've got's that promise to keep fighting. You don't need a pretty picture trophy smiling If I hear you singing this song I know that you're trying 
Soon you'll see we don't need your home run. The only way to win is to have fun. With humble eyes, look to the sky. The highest, highest to try. Eighth day with Loa Lecha and Una Messer here at JM in the AM. Before that, Adir gets with Mifateach, and you heard Avram Fried's medley. Oh, another minute to remind everybody that our Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. We'll be on the air from 6 till 10 from Gotta Get a Bagel out in Woodmere with plenty of people telling you why it's important to give and to support JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, the video, if you haven't seen the video yet, uh, when you click on the uh, banner at the top of NahumSiegel.com, you'll get to the Cause Match page. The video is there. I think it's a really effective video about why our work is so important with some great testimonials there. I want to thank the people that, in fact, gave those testimonials as to why it's important to support us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, much appreciated. And um, help us achieve our goal. Help us achieve our goal. Uh, right now, we are just under 8.5%, and uh, we'd like to, uh, you know, we'd like to get that uh, figure up there before we uh, get into our Giving Tuesday at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So give what you can, share it all on social media and through WhatsApp, and give everybody the opportunity to support us. We greatly appreciate that and uh, everything that you're doing that all of our listeners are doing to uh, be ambassadors for our campaign. Again, much appreciated, to say the least. Achenu Israel and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday at JM and the AM, and tomorrow is our Giving Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Make sure to join us. Big thank you to all of our guests, Jason Shamus of the uh, Federation of Northern New Jersey, Mark Provisor of Israel Fund, Rabbi Dov Lipman, Yad Lo Lim. Thanks to all of our guests. If you don't receive our daily thread or weekly newsletter, write to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachomsegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.